0: Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub.
1: My stomach is a mess. What's going on? I don't know, I don't know whether it's the tuna. I mixed tuna with sour cream, mm. uh <laughs> Dige, and um like a flaky oregano salt, okay, and then I toasted up a pita, put arugula on the pita, put my little tuna sour cream, Dij salt garlic powder mixture with red pepper flakes on that, and then covered that in kimchi, oh my God, and then covered that in a uh, Trader Joe's vegan kale cashew pesto, and then had like a couple of glasses like pints of uh 3 day old coffee and i don't know which of those things is making my stomach upset but my stomach is like rumbling
0: i think you could like market that entire recipe that you just said as like liquid shark
1: <laughs> oh is that a new cleanse the glazer cleanse
0: yeah like shark in a bottle yeah <laughs> it's uh old
1: coffee vegan pesto kimchi, kimchi
0: with sour cream and pesto must have been wild. How did it taste? Bad. Wow.
1: It was bad. It is bad. Well, it's still bad.
0: I bet. Yeah. I, well, um, are you okay right now? You're okay to record?
1: Well, I have a pillow over my stomach. <laughs> If that's any. um, Oh, by the way, we're in a new studio. So if you haven't followed us on YouTube yet at Weed and Grub or um, on Instagram at Weed and Grub or on TikTok at Mike and Mary Jane, check out the new studio. We're upgrading with producer Mark. We got pictures. We got a couch. Everything's looking and feeling fresh except for my guts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Here at Petty Cash Studios. Looking nice. Looking fly. Well, I'm sorry you're feeling weird. Uh, We need to take a break so you can... um, run to hold on to the bowl <laughs> while you get rid of some stuff in there. Okay. Um, I understand.
1: Things are bad for my stomach right now. Are, is this going to be too gross and blue for the top of an episode? Uh,
0: maybe, but we'll let's forge ahead.
1: What happened when um when when Walt was visiting mm-hmm. and we all went to Village Idiot to have dinner? Yes. And I got that um kale Caesar salad with grilled chicken on it. Yep. The chicken was so dry. It was a terrible Caesar salad. Oh, no. But I ate it. And when I stood up, I thought I was going to shit my pants like it felt like, you know how a hose is kinked. I felt like my intestines were kinked because I was (laughs) sitting down. And when I stood up, they unkinked and it all just went whoosh and just like sat in my butt. And um, I penguin walked with you all back towards your place. And then I told you, I'll just reveal it here. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the uh, improv because I'm going to record my special there and instead I found the nearest scooter and just clenched and scootered (laughs) all the way home and, uh, and so, yeah, I don't know what's going on with me, but it's, it's, a uh, consistent if nothing else.
0: Wowzers. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe some psyllium husks and some fiber and a little, and a little water, maybe some lemon juice. I don't need juice. more
1: fiber. Fiber is what's getting me into this mess. I
0: feel like you need fiber. It sounds like you're just, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't want to diagnose, but, um, I, I do feel like maybe like a, a little cleanse. You could do like a little eating cleanse. Like, a, have you ever done a, like a, a quick, short, like three or five day cleanse where you just, you know, like, yeah, cut out I, mix, and... I mix
1: kimchi with vegan pesto and drink three day old coffee by okay. the pint. That's the Mike Glazer cleanse. <laughs> That's
0: it. Nice. Some people do, you know, cayenne with maple syrup and lemon juice and uh but you've got your own recipe there. Yeah,
1: I'm coming right up.
0: Well, you're looking very slender. So obviously, <laughs> oh, that's obviously, another it's another way of saying
1: gaunt in this situation. <laughs> I mean, Dehydrated. You know,
0: did you ever hear about when people used to actually take tapeworm eggs in order to lose weight? Have you ever heard of that craziness? I
1: have, but it's also one of my like worst queasy things yeah. is like worms and maggots and parasites, anything mm-hmm. invasive in you. Yeah. And I've seen pic- tapeworm pictures, and it truly uh i i I can't handle it the
0: ick factor with that one is high yeah what a spicy beginning to an app just talking all about the most disgusting stuff up top
1: well what up mary Jane? how's it going mike well (laughs) (laughs) and it's called weed and grub that's Mm -hmm. so funny welcome to weed and grub everyone this is a podcast about comedy cannabis cooking culture calling shit out
0: and um intestinal tract trouble evidently today
1: (laughs) yeah psyllium husks (laughs) this episode is brought to you by psyllium husks use code joe rogan uh, to get your own psyllium husks
0: and bentonite clay i'm Sure. That was a cleanse that some friends of mine did many years ago where it was psyllium husks and bentonite clay. And you basically like, it's like putting a pipe cleaner through your intestinal tract. Mm. And by the end of it, there's this like weird, gross black stuff that you're supposed to poop out and see in the toilet. And at the end of that cleanse, they were told by someone who was like actually a dietitian or a nutritionist or something that that black thing you see at the end is the bile from your bile duct, which isn't supposed to leave your body. Oh really? <laughs> as far as I can remember, yeah, I think that like they'd because gone through you the need whole- bile, like yes. you need it acid. operates in your it has a, a purpose. Mm-hmm. Whoa! It was I just remember hanging out with them while they were doing that cleanse, and they just got weaker and weaker, and they kept saying, "We feel so good." And I was like. I don't know, guys. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow and her freaking like, you know, living on bone broth. That bitch is
1: gaunt. She, I can see her skeleton. Her face bones. Yeah, she I can looks see her nuts. face bones. She
0: looks nuts. And like again, you know, I mean, and I think this is a trigger for a lot of people around weight and stuff. So I don't want to really like get too much into it. But it is weird when someone's promoting like a healthy lifestyle and you're like you know, people did talk about it with her because they're like, this sounds like disordered eating. This doesn't sound like great for you. Um, And again, like I'm not super educated around like, you know, what clean eating is versus, you know, like, because I think that's what she's trying to promote. But um, yeah, I don't feel like um, qualified to say too much about it. And I do know it's like, it's a tricky topic. So,
1: well, I obviously don't have the answers either. So (laughs) maybe we do move on because I agree with you. Awesome. I also brought this soda. I, um, I got ramen the other night. And I could order this Japanese soda called ramune. Ooh. And it has a marble in it. Cool. And um it's uh, it has a uh, it's with it's expensive because it has an exotic Japanese fruit. Oh, flavor, what is it? Um, some kind of melon. Ooh, and delicious. so you punch the top and a marble falls in, and that's how you drink it. So I thought we could try it.
0: Let's do it. Oh, whoa, you're actually shaking the uh, the backdrop here. Shit. <laughs> not not so easy uh, whoa this is oh this you know what i hard, bet i do this is hard to open oh you flip the top over and then press down with uh, the nipple there's a nipple on the cap man right. i had
1: all these ideas for content today uh-huh so far
0: and it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh you take the nipple the nipple out of the tit yep and then you hit the tit okay or the, you know you hit the nip
0: S- go <laughs> nice
1: cool oh and the marble floats in there this it, is a fun sip all right and our buddy who i'm gonna bring up later too for a couple reasons shout out to joel hadley he's uh-huh. been touring all over thailand Jap, Japan. Yeah, follow
0: brother elephant on uh, ig to see some fantastic like night market food fun content from joel who's yeah living the life of riley as they say what's it taste like I'm like sticking my arm
1: out I, I know Hand it the fuck over Like a little baby <laughs> <laughs> How okay. is it? Um, I will reserve until you taste and then maybe we can see what we both think about this
0: it. This is like a taste test app, right?
1: It is a big we taste gotta... test app. Yeah, we have a lot of food things planned for this one, which I'm also excited about. A lot of friends are um coming through. Mm. So what do you think? Well, you've had double sips. I
0: find that underwhelming.
1: You find it underwhelming. Yeah,
0: it's kind of a nothing burger for me. It's just like, um, slightly sweet carbonated. I don't taste melon at all.
1: It's $3 and 80 cents for that.
0: Wow. What a giant ripoff.
1: Okay, there we go. Because <laughs> I agree with you. It's it's like slightly sweet. I'm not a big melon guy anyway. I feel like cantaloupe, honeydew, that all, it just reminds me of a mannequin. Like right. that's what a mannequin tastes like. It's and the
0: filler in any fruit salad. 100%. Yeah, yeah styrofoam
1: bottom. with a touch of honey. Yeah. And so this tastes bad.
0: Yeah, I don't like it. And I'm surprised that you have to pay that much to get that kind of crappy quality.
1: You're really smart, Mary Jane. Has there ever oh, been a study that says like the older you get, the less tolerant of like white sugar? you are because I feel I like I bit into a I know you're allergic to peanut butter but I was craving a nut rages the other day and I don't know if Reese's changed their peanut butter recipe because of supply chain but it just tasted so overly sweet and less mm. like I remember like I remember it having this delicious candy peanut butter flavor, chocolate and, and now it just tastes like sugar to me and I don't know <laughs> if it's the age and taste bud situation or if They're changing the recipe, but every candy, every American candy just tastes like nothing to me. Interesting, so crazy. I
0: think, I mean, I, I think your palate does definitely change with age. Um, and I don't know anything about it like scientifically, but, um, I wonder if it's because they're replacing cane sugar with corn syrup, maybe in some of these instances, like, maybe I don't know. I I don't know. I can't eat. Uh, yeah. Like you said, I can't eat those peanutty chocolates. So I don't know what they would taste like if they were made correctly yeah well yeah. there's
1: still some things i love the taste of, and it's real sweet what what
0: what are you talking about <laughs> what are you talking about
1: <laughs> i'm not saying it on here this is a show for children <laughs> um are we gonna
0: <laughs> are we gonna do a little unboxing
1: i we must shout out to oh please hide my address
0: oh yeah okay uh,
1: um man uh we met ed Through um, friends, through friends, mutual friends. And then he started helping us with our content. And then he was in Edinburgh. It was the summer of Ed.
0: It was so fantastic. We ran around like total lunatics. It was
1: so fun. And then Ed... Um was like, guys, I would love to keep helping you with your content, but I don't have time. My um company is taking off. I would love to send you guys a, a couple boxes of things to try. So hold on, I gotta do a swipe. Oh because we the, have a screen now. Yeah, we got There's pictures. Ed.
0: There's, Ed. There's Ed. if you're checking out our YouTube. Look at that friendly smile. What a good guy. And so fuck oh my God, this is beautiful. Okay. Kingfisher, THC infused syrup. It's a variety of simple syrups. It's gorgeous. This packaging is Incredible pour, stir, and enjoy. And there are three flavors in this first box that I've opened I've got ginger, honey, and pineapple. Um, and it's basically like, um, for cocktails or mocktails, you can just like add them as a little, you know, um, fit like a little THC to your tonic or you know, mix a drink with it. And so,
1: my because I, uh, I'm a soda stream addict, I love like for Christmas, you got me uh, like one of the best best gifts I've ever received soda stream, nice new bottles new new air canister and a bunch of flavors mm-hmm. and uh I, every night i'm just like soda streaming and smoking weed and watching uh sneaker videos on uh <laughs> youtube Hold that on. Sounds awesome. so ed wrote uh, mike hope all is well with the pod enclosed is the reason i fell off the face of the earth hope you enjoy ed and it's with a ratatouille um critic picture and so king fisher what did he send you
0: um, I got the uh, one-ounce variety of simple syrups, and it's the three flavors, ginger, honey, and pineapple, and I'm about to taste this ginger. Oh, wait. If
1: we have three, we, we have, have an extra one here. We
0: have four. He sent us a total of four to share.
1: What Should we do a little giveaway?
0: Absolutely. That, that's a great idea.
1: Let's do a giveaway on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. We will put this on our Instagram. Oh, my God. It's good, huh? Yeah.
0: Sorry. While you were talking, I couldn't help myself. I just tasted this Which ginger. Which one are you trying? It's the ginger. Whoa. That's fantastic. I would put that in any... Um, like, yeah, I mean, simple syrup and like, uh, soda stream fizzy water, but also you could mix this into like, um, I feel like you could have it with, like with a little bit of fruit juice to add like a gingery zing.
1: I, I just learned what's in a Moscow mule because we were hanging out with homie Leonard and he drinks whiskey mules and they were delicious. I would hit that into a whiskey mule any day of the week.
0: Yep. Ginger and lime. It's, uh, and there's 10 ounces per bottle or 10 milligrams per bottle. So this is like, wow, it's pretty Fucking potent and delicious.
1: Honey, pineapple, mm. and ginger. Yeah, oh let's do a giveaway on our Instagram. Fantastic. I'm going to make it up right now. Okay. Um, It's going to be that picture of Ed, and it's going to be his King Kingfisher products on our Instagram. And underneath it, uh, you have to follow whatever Ed's Instagram is for this, mm-hmm. and you have to follow us. And what's the call to action? What should be, like what you would mix kingfisher um, with for a drink for a thc infused drink yeah okay perfect. easy peasy and then we'll pick a winner um april april first great april, april fool's Fool- day april fool's day love it yeah okay let's do that
0: um thank you ed these are beautiful and i'm excited to experiment and like get into the kitchen with these i feel like also you could pour the pineapple over some ice cream
1: Ooh. You know? yeah greek yogurt mm-hmm. some almonds do you and
0: your yogurt man
1: I, I, I'm, I, mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the problem.
1: <laughs> I'm too much of a cream boy? You're a
0: cream boy. you like the sour creams and the yogurts. Your there. cat
1: Bobo bit me and he's a, he's a radioactive cat. And yeah. And now I'm a cream boy. He's
0: infected you with his love for that juicy, juicy cream.
1: <laughs> Could I try a little splash? Yeah, here you go. Um, thank you.
0: It's so... I mean, that is like it, you, the second you taste it, you can just tell that he's just like rendered down like 1,000 pounds of ginger into this beautiful syrup.
1: It is in this fresh. It is bat. clean. Yeah. Oh, Ed, congratulations, Congratulations!
0: Buddy. This is so freaking cool. I'm
1: so glad you fell off the face of the earth because this is a big, big deal. Made with love in Brooklyn. Did awesome. Did you say Brooklyn? Brooklyn.
0: Brooklyn? Brooklyn NYC?
1: Yeah. That's how I've always said it. You
0: say a D in the end?
1: Brooklyn. I heard a D. Yeah, Brooklyn. Whoa. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. How do you say it? Brooklyn. I say Brooklyn. Mark, what are you looking at? What are you looking at?
0: Brooklyn. Adding, adding a D on the end there? <laughs>
1: Brooklyn. I've never
0: heard that before. Great. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Yeah great i mean thank you ed
1: (laughs) (laughs) um it's interesting i especially because like i do feel like my palate is changing a lot
0: well the other night that was so crazy when um we were eating the leftovers from my korean hot pot shout out i'm going to talk about that and get that to get to that in a second but it's the super spicy tom yum um, broth and you were like overpowered by how freaking spicy it was. And that was so weird for me because I feel like you have a much higher spice tolerance than I do.
1: I thought I did too. When one, it was delicious. The yes. Tom Yum, uh, broth was so good, yeah. but the sides of my tongue, my lips under my tongue and my throat yeah. were on fire in a delicious way, but a like intense, intense, I would give it like an eight out of 10. Yeah, it was so
0: wild, because it didn't affect me that way at all. In fact, it only affected like the very, very tip of my tongue. And I could just drink that broth back like it was nothing. And it was so strange for me that it it, it literally hit our mouths and our taste buds in different ways. And I was thinking how like, maybe that's sort of like, how cannabinoids interact with our endocannabinoid system like different cannabis hits people differently and it's overpowering for some and some people have to be low dosers like my tolerance no matter how much i smoke i'm never going to be one of those people who can do like big fat dabs or like a hundred milligram edible and feel normal like it really does affect me pretty immediately i'm very sensitive to stuff so i was thinking how like that's maybe that's like with spice too Wow, it must be. That
1: makes so much sense.
0: Different spice hits you differently because I've seen you like take on way spicier foods than I'm capable of eating. Like you get that ghost pepper vindaloo at um, Badmash, right? Oh,
1: yeah. And I love it. I love when my scalp feels like I feel like I'm Ghost Rider. Yeah. Do you know who Ghost Rider is? I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, When I eat that spicy vindaloo, I feel like I'm Ghost (laughs) Rider. It's awesome. That's so I I don't want to lose the cannabinoid thread yet, though, because Mm -hmm. like you like Uh, We were doing the Gateway Show in San Diego last night, and um, we were smoking infused Jeter joints for it, Mm -hmm. and I was uncomfortably high for 20 minutes. It was like that infused joint. I always get too high. It's a sativa. I'm vibrating on an anxiety level that is uncomfortable. Cut to 20 minutes later, right in the pocket, right where I want to be. But when I smoke like Stony Moose Alaska joints, that comfortable pocket is immediate, and Mm -hmm. I don't have to... I don't have to metabolize or whatever it is, right? You
0: don't crash into the ceiling before coming back down, kind of thing.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it has to be the same when it comes to like palates.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just it was so interesting to me that like for the first time in in our friendship, you were actually not like you were less able to tolerate the spice than I was, and it just seemed like it was a different spice. It was so crazy.
1: But we have the same tongues.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't think
1: we do. But no, well, because, like, every drawing I've ever seen is, like, bitter is here, sweet is here, sour is here. And so, like, all of our tongue maps are the same. I guess so. So I guess maybe it is, like, the cannabinoid, the tongue bud receptors within each area right. are different. I guess so. That's what you're saying, right?
0: I think so. I'm yeah. not sure what I'm saying. I'm interested to learn more about... So I'm starting the Cannabis Media Fellowship with the University of Vermont next week, and we're going to learn all about plant biology and chemistry and also pharmacology, and like hopefully we'll learn a lot about the endocannabinoid system and how it actually works i'd like to know a little more because i've been writing about it for a long time and i have a very you know sort of like basic understanding just from having interviewed people who really do know a lot about it so i will report back if i do learn anything about how it like connects to those you know maybe the spice connects to our taste buds like uh weed connects to the cb1 and CB two receptors
1: sounds like a thesis paper Mm,
0: sounds like i'm gonna be (laughs) writing something
1: about it (laughs) You're going back to school. Congratulations. It's so exciting that you got this massive big deal fellowship.
0: Thank you. I'm really stoked to be in school and be, um, you know, like really challenged. I know that it's going to kick my ass. I talked to my editor, Liz, from Rolling Stone, who did it last year, and she was like, it's, you know, be prepared. It's a lot of work. There's a lot because they don't. You know, it, the program is not made for the media fellows. The program is actually made for people who are studying plant biology and all these things who are like at that university level and pursuing, you know, a career in cannabis, you know, truly like plant touching people. And so I know that the bar is going to be set really high for us to like come in and start learning.
1: Damn right. That's how it should be. I'm stoked. Cool. Yeah. I, I, um, what's your favorite flavor? Like if you were to only have one taste bud, which one would you choose? Oh,
0: um, vinegar. Vinegar.
1: So you like a an acidy bite. I like Would that I be in the sour? Yeah, like a soury yeah, the kind tang. of thing
0: Yep. That's what I seek. Like my comfort food more often than not is salt and vinegar chips.
1: Ooh. Way more than
0: sweets or um like fats or any of that kind of stuff or like creamy, buttery anything. I want like that zingy. It makes me feel alive. <laughs> oh wait,
1: what's your taste bud? Uh what's your top taste bud then? If vinegar is top, which it would be like an acid, what would be two, uh. three, four?
0: Oh, top taste buds? Yeah, like vinegary and then after that, I want whatever ramen is like kind of umami, um, the fifth, earthy. the mystery, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just love well, ramen for me is the perfect food. Also hot pot, like anything where it's like, like everything bubbling together and you're, you're just, you know, like I've, I love French cuisine and the simplicity of like a beautifully done bavette steak with some French fries. Don't get me wrong, but like, I really do love like all of the flavors in a big bubbling broth. So I don't know, whatever that is. Umami. Well, I don't, well, I don't think it's Umami. What is umami anyway?
1: It's the fifth taste. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, 4D, right? Well, what if there was a fifth D? It'd be umami. <laughs> I mean, I, I
0: kind of know what umami is when I have it, but I don't know if I would be able to accurately describe it or why I like it.
1: Well, thanks to our new studio, umami is a category of taste in food that includes sweet, sour, salt, and bitter.
0: That corresponds to the flavor of glutamates, especially Uh, monosodium glutamate MSG that still doesn't tell me what it tastes like
1: it's all the flavors you're (laughs) a glutton for flavor
0: you're okay so I like I like a zing and then yeah and then everything how about you what are your favorites obviously you're a
1: freaking cream boy I have a cream boy
0: yeah is that your top top
1: (laughs) my my top flavor is um probably I wouldn't expect it to be but I bet it I think it's sour Mm. I think sour for me always has me reaching for more, especially once my tongue gets fuzzy from all of the sourness. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like my tongue grows like hair or something. Like it has such a fuzzy numb quality to it that are I really t- love. What
0: kind of sour are you talking like, k- like kombucha fermented sour, that kind of sour? Like
1: lemon, like a oh, lemon. that citrus thing. I love a citrus. Mm-hmm. And then after that heat, uh, I'm pretty addicted to sugar in like a a bad way, mm-hmm. you know, like in a way... Did I ever tell you on here about when I um I was so poor in Chicago and I got uh, coupons for Dunkin' Donuts and it was like two dozen donuts for like $5.99. Wow. And so one night for dinner, I ate nine Dunkin' Donuts, like oh. Boston cream filled, glazed chocolate fritter. And then I just like went into a sugar coma and lied on my side moaning for the rest of the night mm-hmm. and um, my body couldn't handle it. But also I couldn't stop myself. I just I can't I don't have control when it comes to like cakes and ice creams and things. I really once I have one. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy, it's all my brain can think about. So I, I like I, it would be my number one, but it, I have to put it at like number three or four for for like health reasons.
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah. I used to yeah. when I was in um high school or junior high, I guess, um, I used to sometimes just melt an entire pint of Haagen-Dazs and drink it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> Terrible. Oh, cause it sounds quite nice. Yeah. Wait, but warm or would you like melt it to a...
0: I would melt it and then drink it sort of like it was a milkshake, except it was just pure liquid ice cream.
1: But what's the temp of the cream? cold okay like yeah yeah you're not like it's not bubbling in your microwave no
0: i'm not not trying Uh. to drink hot liquid ice cream that (laughs) would be insane (laughs) i'm a reasonable person mike come on we're
1: we're on we're on another uh we're on another podcast coming up and i don't want to step on their bit but it does sound like you you like warm ice cream (laughs) I was like 13 and I
0: was playing water polo so like you know you remember what like I'm sure in your hockey days you ate like you know 8,000 calories a day or whatever mm-hmm. it was like back in that time when I was playing water polo and I was like burning off so much that I could do that and it didn't really affect me other than make me feel kind of gross
1: and well fuck okay so if I'm gonna share quickly about my um ice cream hockey athlete days and mm-hmm. I know I want to hear all about your hot pot adventure oh yeah yeah because we have video and it's it's like ready to go but Um, because I would always have a routine that started the night before a hockey game. Like uh, my prep was pre-prep, prep, 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 you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so the night before, because uh, we were a family where we didn't have a ton of money and so it was like a lot of Hot Pockets, a lot of buttig meat, a lot of hot dogs and Healthy Choice ice cream because I thought that was a better thing to eat Mm -hmm. and it had all those fake sugars in it. And I would eat out of a two gallon or whatever the fucking pint thing is i would eat around the edge until i felt like i was going to get a shutout and then i would take one more bite for luck and then that one last bite for luck i would have to start all over again and there were some nights before a game when i would eat an entire thing of healthy choice ice cream trying to get the right feeling from that ice cream that i would have a great game and i can only imagine from the preservatives and how bad that healthy choice stuff really actually was for you and it was sold as a you know alternative to full cream that would actually satisfy you and you might take three bites and you're like okay i'm kind of good on this and instead i would sometimes eat an entire thing of that before a game and the next day i'd be so sick and then i'd play in the game and i'd do really well and i was like oh it must be it must be my like pregame rituals of eating an entire thing of ice cream. Wild. Yeah. It got pretty severe.
0: It's not uncommon, I think, with athletes, though, right? Like to that, you know, wearing the same socks for, you know, an entire season or whatever the fucking thing is to make you feel like you're going to continue on your winning streak. Right.
1: Yeah. The the tricky thing about it um and i i it, it it developed into um i don't want to compare my type of ocd to someone who like has a very more much more intense ocd mm-hmm. but yeah it transitions from Something that gets you out of your anxiety and into the right headspace, Mm -hmm. into it overtakes all of it. And it's not even about the actual game anymore. It's about filling this unfillable prophecy of what's going to happen once you're out there. And there's no way to know. So you're not living in the present ever. Everything is built around the growing anxiety that you're not getting the eating of the ice cream correct. So you're not going to have a great game. And that's where it gets really. Uh, it it gets too powerful, and I really had to like figure some shit out, and because it, it affected my game at that point. At that point, you know, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm fucking filled with ice cream, trying to play a hockey game. Like, what are we doing? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's so sorry I mean, if that got
1: too real. No, but, you no, know. it's
0: really interesting, and it just makes me think like how interesting and weird humans are. Like how how bizarre our brains are, and how they work in relationships to our bodies and our environments. And I just wonder if, like are there animals who have similar things where they're like, I need to eat this much of this thing in order to feel safe in the woods or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like I wonder if it is related to some sort of lizard brain thing or if it's exclusively a human thing. Cause I know like Archie has anxiety and sometimes he'll just like lick the walls randomly.
1: Oh, I've (laughs) seen him do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: I don't know if it, if we're connected to the animal kingdom in that, in that way or if it's just purely a human thing, but boy are our brains weird and the shit we do to ourselves You know, it's crazy. It really is. So interesting.
1: I I, I don't know if we are the most emotional species on the planet or not. And I (laughs) think that would, I think if we are, I would find it hard to believe that other animals would have that type of thing. Like I can't imagine a dolphin having to like poke a hole 14 times before it goes in there so that it actually feels safe, even though it's its own hole.
0: I don't know. It's so interesting you're saying that. It's making me think about a whole bunch of things like how, you know, we know that whales grieve, you know, there was a, an orca that carried around her baby for um, weeks in, in Puget Sound a few summers ago that made the headlines because she was clearly grieving and she get, like kept pushing this baby's body off, like, it kept floating and there was another orca who wore a salmon as a hat around and like did this fashion trend have you ever heard about that i've never heard
1: about that one that's a fun one yeah there
0: was there was an orca again up in puget sound and like one day just showed up like wearing a sockeye salmon as a hat Mm -hmm. and then other orcas were like oh there's like this hat trend where we all wear salmon on our heads now (laughs)
1: that's wow well mark uh producer mark just wrote dogs naturally circle three times to sit yeah I wonder, like, yeah, where's the line between super? Like, it, that feels superstitious to me. Right. It doesn't make sense otherwise, right? Yeah. Like, that's, um, that's some kind of weird tradition that's yeah. been passed down from wolf times.
0: Yep. If I don't circle three times, it's not going to be right.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Fucking fascinating. So you had hot pot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love this podcast. <laughs> I did have hot pot. Yes, thank you. Great segue. Um, I had a wonderful time at a, a fantastic place. It's in the Century City Mall. By the way, fuck the Grove. Like if you're if you're going to the Grove to like get your mall on in Los Angeles, you are missing out. Westfield Century City Mall. That place has everything.
1: Okay. I have not been uh, I don't know why it's a contest with The it's Grove, one of the places I love dearly. it. fuck Rick
0: Caruso. That guy sucks. Right. I don't think he owns that. Or maybe he does own Century City. I don't even know who owns it. Someone's making billions off of us over there, too. But the hot pot place that our friend Allie took me to for my birthday, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know it was going to be a birthday thing. And then she like treated me to the most extravagant meal of my life. And I called you afterwards because I had just like had to immediately share. And then I felt bad because you were uh, eating one of your um, fridge bowls at the time. Yes. And I was bragging about my um, fucking like experience. Like I'd just been to Valhalla with this like hot pot heaven situation.
1: Break it down because it was for your birthday.
0: Listen, Allie had just said, do you want to get hot pot together? And I said, absolutely. That sounds fantastic. She didn't tell me she was treating me for my birthday and she didn't tell me it was going to be over the top. And she gave me the night of my life first thing at this place the first thing you notice is that it's it's jam packed like we couldn't even get to our table because the um like all the tables were full and also the aisles are full of servers and robot waiters which was i got bumped into by one it just didn't see me and i was like how fucking rude and i thought about our like whole thing about the delivery robots where you're like i'm not going to get out of the way of a robot
1: nope
0: well this robot didn't get out of my way
1: and it bumped you it
0: bumped me wow how embarrassing um for me. uh, So yeah, there are these robot delivery systems that bring all of the items for the hot pot to your table. So when you sit down, a server comes over and they ask like, you know, what kind of um, drinks you want? And then they sort of like talk you through the menu, but then you order everything from a tablet. And so Allie just put in all of the things. She went fucking ham. And I think we have some video of the... Uh, oh, I'll pretend yeah. to swipe. Oh. There it is. There we go. So this was like- Oh,
1: look at all that fresh seafood. seafood. bacon huge seafood bowl.
0: No, that was pork belly. And then she got a split hot pot. There's Ali. the split hot pot with two different broths. There was a spicy pork broth and the Tom Yum. And then there was a whole bunch of stuff that you don't see in that video. There were like mushrooms and noodles and rice cakes and vegetables and all sorts of stuff and another kind of meat. And it was just- And then the best part for me was when the server came over and handed me an apron and a hair tie. And I was like, what is happening? Oh my God. Is this just for me because you know that I'm a messy eater or is this, and no, this is what they do for you. And I was like, they have, I, this is, this is perfect. This is exactly how I want to eat every fucking meal. Give me an apron and a hair tie and let me go hard.
1: That's so awesome.
0: And I did. And then at the end, um, Ali surprised me by uh, she had like secretly told them that it was my birthday. I was a little ahead of my birthday. And so we were celebrating. And there's a video, the next video, where they come over with this like light, bright sign that says happy birthday. And they stand next to you and they sing. And um, I just got this piece of coconut cream cake and... The whole thing was just so fantastic and such a great celebration. And thank you, Allie. It was truly unexpected and um, so generous and wonderful. And also I, now it's my favorite food. This is this is the only thing I ever want to
1: eat. That's awesome. Ever again. <laughs> also, the apron and the hair tie. Yeah. Look fantastic. It's a
0: good look for me, right? Look. Yeah, great. I'm not classy. <laughs>
1: I, I'm not familiar with Hot Pot. Do you mind breaking down because I know like I saw chop alley holding chopsticks, but how do you how do you serve yourself? You, What's so, the deal?
0: Oh, it's awesome. So they give you it's basically like it's very satisfying. Do you ever watch those um cleaning videos on TikTok where the it's like the you know they're just like unboxing and unboxing and like cleaning and organizing oh, and it's arranging like a and, Japanese
1: flight attendant coming home after yeah. a you know a twelve hour day or like
0: Korean housewife and she'll like wave her husband off to work and then she opens the doors to a big closet and it's just like a million things and it's the the sound of like the box cutter and then like the plastic wrap coming off and yeah so it's so satisfying my, it's, it's
1: a kink it's one of it's, my kinks
0: it's definitely I watch those and car cleaning TikToks more than anything else Oof. so satisfying especially as a messy person so. this is satisfying in that kind of way because it's like a bunch of different cool little compartmentalized things and so you can keep making yourself bowls of which whichever broth you want with whatever you want in it so it's like every bowl is a surprise you can have one that's like ooh, I'm gonna have like uh, pork belly and the spicy pork broth with some vegetables and then I'm gonna do the tom yum with a bunch of mushrooms and fresh greens and then just keep refilling and refilling and it's never one giant like American style anything yeah like the sirloin stockade all you can eat Situation. This is like multiple refillable tiny bowls until you're and and like the like the conversational aspect of it while you're like sharing this hot pot between you and sort of like each of you is adding what you want into the broth and then ladling it out. It's just perfect. It's
1: so nice. It's perfect. So you're ladling. The boiling broth into personal bowls. You'd, you're not like, actually putting anything directly no, no, in no, between you're put, you and the table. Yeah,
0: yeah. But you're putting everything in the broth and then you're like spooning yourself out. Oh, okay. Stuff. Oh, and so
1: the broth is going to be more enriched and get deeper and deeper the more ingredients yes. you're adding into it too.
0: And that was my takeaway was um Ali asked for to-go containers and I got one of each and brought them home and they were supposed to be for you, but I ate them.
1: <laughs> Why would you bring that up? Why would you just you could have just said <laughs> sorry a, a reasonable nothing would have been appropriate. I
0: had hot pot you didn't know about. And then I ate it. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> but I will take you because I really do want us to go and enjoy this experience. Like, it's going to be really fun. I'm going
1: to get a text from you that just says, hey, went without you. Had a great time. Sorry again. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm at the Westfield Century City Mall again. Um, <laughs> here's my apron. Here's
1: my hair tie.
0: <laughs> no, you have to go with a friend. I don't think it's a solo endeavor. So let's go.
1: Um, how long was the meal?
0: Um I don't know. I lost all track of time and space. It was fucking amazing. It's
1: awesome. Also shout out to that coconut cream cake. It, it was very high. That's was, a high cake. It looked I good.
0: I ate it for 2 days. That piece lasted me for 2 days because it was so delicious and stacked. Yes.
1: Oh. Fucking nice. Yeah. It was amazing. I um I I've I've never done hot pot. But I guess like every culture has their own version of a hot pot. Like when we were in Paris and we went to that fondue restaurant. Oh yeah, I um, guess that's
0: kind of similar. Kind of similar, but not 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 really because
1: none of us are drinking hot oil. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that was like, oh man, the Refuge de Fondue. I do love that place though because they serve their wine in little baby bottles, big communal tables and, you know, but you really only get the choice of like meat and hot oil or cheese that, you know, you can dip potatoes and bread into. So it's like nowhere near as exciting. Also, it was a
1: weird meal because as we're drinking wine out of baby bottles, the queen dies. Oh,
0: that's right. And
1: so we're like cheersing baby bottles of wine to the queen <laughs> while drinking hot oil, which I'm sure I'll never her, forget, her ancestors though. probably dumped over castle walls at people <laughs> trying to live.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's true. That was a crazy medieval uh tactic. Can you imagine?
1: No. <laughs> I cannot. Horrifying. You ever get in the shower and you're like, ooh, too ow, hot. Ow. <laughs> Oh my god.
0: <laughs> dying because you're getting hot pitch poured on you from oh, terrible.
1: Fucking awful. Anyway, do you want to get to the news?
0: Yes, let's get to the news. We have a kind of interesting news story this week, I think, right?
1: Yeah, we do. Um I oh, my phone is charging. I will pull it up.
0: Yeah, it's um I think we also have a little um video of it as well if we can go to the next. Yeah, there it is.
1: So, that is a there's a new fashion brand out called Capable. Mm-hmm. You I'm I'm speaking about this, but you're the one who dropped it in our notes, so please share it as well
0: but we both watched it yeah we can it's a this basically it's to fool ai facial recognition software that is being used to track people all over the place and this brand it's a startup um they've designed this crazy cool clothing that fools the ai so it can't map your face
1: yeah and so it's almost like camouflage from the um fact that we don't have privacy anymore. Right. But in a fashionable, cool way. I love the colors. I love the knit. I think it looks great. Um I I have so many opinions about it, but that's I think it's
0: so neat. They've got a bunch of different um like items of clothing, they've got like tops and pants and I think a couple of like cool like full body wear. But basically I think what happens is when the AI looks at that, it just can't distinguish anything in it. So it can't recognize where your face is. Um and they use they developed it using this cool new software. And um there's a, a real we'll put a link to the reel in the show notes so people can go and actually watch it because it's the designer talking about the technology that they use to create it. I think it's just fascinating and so freaking innovative. Like yeah trust the kids to come up with cool ways to fucking foil big tech you know yeah again it's it's
1: called capable capable um how do you i mean uh, i feel like my easy off-the-cuff response to this is we shouldn't be having to fool ai so that you're not scanning my fucking face at every turn but that's not helpful well that doesn't do anyone any good so it's like i guess at this point it's it's combating it it's not about i wish it wasn't it's about how do we take back our fucking freedom a bit and right. have some privacy. This is the
0: world that we live in. And, you know, how are we going to adapt or die?
1: Right. Um. Use just, code Joe Rogan no. to get capable for a uh, 40% Hell off. Hell no.
0: Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, I just saw my friend, Mike Daisy, our friend, Mike Daisy post about how um, there was a, a professor who was talking about how someone had lost their job writing, um, SEO content for a website. And then they had instead been transferred to being an editor for AI generated content and how that this is, you know, this is just kind of the new reality that we're living in where like AI is just going to be kind of, you know, as we're seeing with chat GPT and everything, it's, it's developing so fast. It's like, you know, it's like the right wing taking over. It's happening faster than you can fucking imagine. So I think it's really, um, great that this is like a a cool new startup and I hope that they make a ton of money and that this is the beginning of a new wave of interesting fashion to combat the, the robot overlords. Right. Yeah.
1: It's pretty wild how many, um, Like once I once I started realizing how much content is out there on like TikTok and Instagram and how much of it is like from Nest cameras, from Mm -hmm. security cameras, from just like somewhere on the street. Like, where is that camera on the street? And why are we and why is someone allowed to pull that? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so man, you know, did you ever see the movie uh, Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Of course,
0: Fantastic. Stephen King book, too. I didn't know it was a book. Yeah. Yeah, it's based oh, on a book. I would love the book. To read has, the, book. The, the movie has very little to do with the book, actually. It's just sort of like the concept, but they changed it a lot. But yeah, I remember that movie very well.
1: Yeah, it truly feels like Running Man yeah. right now.
0: The surveillance state. Mm-hmm. They talk about it. It's a Orwell too. I mean, the the Orwellian sort of surveillance state is a big thing in 1984, which I feel like you and I have talked on here so much about.
1: One day I'll read it. You, <laughs> I mean, you literally gave me the book. You shoved it into my chest and said, quit talking until you read this book Uh you're basically repeating things that are already out here so read this and then (laughs) grow from there
0: (laughs) it did make me think the other night when we this is sorry uh, we're jumping around a little bit but you know hey it wouldn't be an episode of wheat and grub if not we went and saw scream oh yeah and there was a trailer for a movie called mafia something or other with tony collette and sophia or monica bellucci and there's a joke in it where tony collette they're like she's being inducted into the mafia in Italy or whatever, and they refer to The Godfather. And Tony Collette says, oh, I never saw that. And everyone around her is so shocked because they're all Italians. And she's like, I mean, who has three and a half hours? I'm saying. It made me laugh because I was like, fucking Mike Glazer, that's who. Mike Glazer's never seen The Godfather. I've never
1: seen it, and I don't have three and a half hours for it. It's
0: insane. (laughs) It's insane that you've never seen that movie. I cannot. Fuck you, Mark. (laughs) Believe. I mean, I've never seen Goodfellas, so.
1: You've never seen Goodfellas? It was
0: such a sticking point when I said that at high times. Danny Danko was like, I cannot speak to you until you see that movie. And I was like, well, as a matter of principle now, I'm never going to see it.
1: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, oh. So would you wear capable clothing?
0: Yes, absolutely. I would. I would love to get a piece of capable clothing. I think it's so neat. I do too. You know, especially as we enter our our new era of like... Um, you know, we can grub traveling the world. I would love to not be, uh, screened by every airport security surveillance camera and all that kind of stuff. I think, I think it's really cool.
1: I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, um, I'm not a big camo guy. I'd like Mm. to go hunting. I think it, I think, I think I need to go hunting. Wearing this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. wearing it's some, gonna look great. wearing a fucking knit
0: you're gonna blend right in with little rainbow ai camo in your duck blind <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'll never bag anything I'm never but i'm gonna look great on the grid yeah you're gonna look so good <laughs> be real good for the gram you ever seen a turkey roll its eyes <laughs>
0: um you would wear it
1: yeah i love that stuff yeah i was going when you sent when you sent that reel in and uh i went to their website great stuff
0: do you know what the prices are like were the prices on there i'm imagining Uh, it's expensive
1: well what's expensive anymore right like um kith has these new samba i love the adidas samba
0: you just said like a bunch of words i didn't understand
1: i realized it and then i (laughs) just slowed down i just slowed down kith kith is a clothing company by a guy named uh feeg oh my god oh jeez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry can you just explain hype beast culture to me real quick mike <laughs> kith is a clothing line by a guy named feeg yeah okay carry
1: on so kith is doing a collab with adidas and clark mm-hmm where they're taking the Adidas Samba, they're adding...
0: What's the Samba? Uh,
1: the Samba is like that uh, black or white soccer shoe with the three stripes and the gumshoe sole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, Um. And so they're taking the traditional Samba and they're adding Clark materials to it, mm-hmm. which is going to be like just... um. Clark is another company. I don't want to say what the materials are because I'm not exactly sure. And then putting like the Kith spin on the samba oh here's one right now mark is pulling up
0: oh and we've got the wrong pickup mark if we can we put our oh. our pick of our one of our buds of the week up a little too soon
1: but it's gonna one of them's gonna but be Allie. she looks great and we're gonna talk about burrata and oh, bananas okay. here we go <laughs> <laughs>
0: great okay so that's the samba So that's the
1: samba got it um I'll, I don't even remember now because you were making fun of, so Kith is by a guy named Feig. I can't remember the train of thought anymore. Sorry.
0: I really <laughs> fucked you on that one.
1: You, it was what's expensive anymore was the question. Oh, thank you. And so those shoes are going to run somewhere between 150 and 200 bucks, And okay. then on the resale market, probably around 400 right? Because there will be a limited supply and that's... You know, supply and demand. It's simple mm-hmm. fucking capitalist economics. But my question is: is like, what is expensive anymore when it comes to something like AI um, startup escaping clothing. Cl- startup yeah. clothing? Um, an Adidas shoe. Uh, like I don't I don't the line is different for everyone, and my line has certainly been pushed into like, you know, I spent five hundred and fifty dollars on space jam Jordans that I love, and I've worn like four or five times, and I, I they're a special occasion shoe for me. Mm-hmm. I could not i probably five years ago, I could not fathom dropping anything more than two hundred dollars on sneakers to wear in the street. And Absolutely. now, to me, I'm like five fifty. I want them and I think it's worth it and it makes me feel good. So I just don't have an answer for like whatever this costs to me is worth it.
0: Yeah, well I mean <clears throat> I that's the thing like you want to invest in the statement pieces and also like fast fashion I think is we're really seeing a backlash against the fast fashion with the rise of thrifting and you know the the pushback against the sort of like forever 21, H&M, Urban Outfitters stuff that just you know re- truly you get like five wears out of it and you wash it twice and then it falls apart. So yeah, like investing in a beautiful piece of clothing from a from a cool company is it offsets you Wait, know how much
1: would you pay for that
0: for that um yeah, i'm gonna look it up Sweater right that this person is wearing uh and looking very cool i would pay um 385 for that sweater because i think that that's probably about what they're charging
1: okay <clears throat> capable oh it's it was a kickstarter oh that's cool too
0: dang so it's probably not even available as the collection like you would garments to- that
1: shield against facial recognition mm-hmm. um it, uh, it made, it had, it only had 36 backers and made its 5,000 no. pounds or euros. I'm not sure what that, oh, it's got to be a Euro cause it looks like an E, like a dollar sign E. Mm-hmm. So it must be a Euro. Yes. Yeah. And it, it got its 5,000 euros to start it. Huh. Um, so keep an game. eye out.
0: Keep an eye out for it coming. So I don't think it's dropped to yet. To a place near you. Great. Well, I'll be one of the early investors. I would love to have like a technicolor robe made out of that material.
1: Are you going to be wearing a robe in the streets?
0: You know me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a hair tie and apron and a robe.
0: Yeah, and I'll be I'll be uh, using my my new name that I came up for came up with for myself. What do you mean? Fat Natch.
1: What is Fat Natch?
0: It's a boob joke. And. And I think that that would be a funny name to go by if I were a rapper. <laughs> i just call myself fat natch fat natch right
1: i love it
0: (laughs) i was just goofing around the other night being stoned and i was like yeah I think fat natch would be funny you know
1: as a rap name yeah or as a as a new name
0: as a you know fat natch making those sammy videos (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, if Uh, i had like if i had to come up with an alias for for the sandwich videos i think fat natch is pretty
1: funny fat natch is awesome (laughs) Fat Natch, um, coming at you.
0: Fat Natch, coming at you in a Technicolor robe from Capable. Look out. Pew, pew. <laughs>
1: Is that the robots shooting lasers? Pew, pew. Trying to find you? Yep.
0: I'm invisible. <laughs>
1: Talking about feminism. Yeah. The men are trying to find you and they can't find you with their drone strikes. They
0: can't see me. Yeah. I'm just not available to their eyes.
1: All right, Fat Natch. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, I... Brought up Joel earlier. Yes. And it's because he is in, uh, I think, Singapore right now or Thailand. Singapore or Thailand. Awesome. Um, and he loves it. He's like, he was genuinely like, I could live here. I might want to live here. It's inexpensive. The people are polite. Um, I saw a man stand up on the bus to give an old lady his seat. Like just things that I'm missing that I'm not seeing in America right now. Okay. And he wrote, <laughs> but he wrote to me and he was like, but I do have a problem Um, I hope he doesn't mind this part of it. But he was like, somebody is that I'm staying with is driving me crazy. And Uh I just need to ask you, Mike, how do you cut your bananas to put into cereal? Okay. And so we went deep into what the proper technique is to add a banana slices to your cereal bowl. Okay. And so I brought a bunch of bananas today. Uh Oh, and a bunch of utensils. Okay. And I I ask you, Mary Jane, how do you get your banana slices into your cereal? So we have we have blank slate bananas in peel. Yeah.
0: Well, honestly, I don't even know what we're going to debate because for me, there's only one way to both open and cut a banana. So it's weird to me to hear that you went deep on something that I think there's only one way to do.
1: I also think there's only one way to do it. So we better have the same thought. I brought a bunch of different knives, a bunch of forks, spoons. I even brought a bowl to represent where the cereal would go in case you (laughs) couldn't imagine it.
0: I love this play acting. (laughs) Um, I feel like knowing how you and I are different on just about every topic, we feel differently, that we're going to have very different styles.
1: Okay. So let's start with the banana peeling. Okay. Okay. So it's the morning. What kind of cereal are you pouring in the bowl?
0: Oh God, I don't like cereal, but um shredded wheat.
1: Shredded wheat. Mm-hmm. Are you adding and you're adding milk after the shredded wheat, right?
0: Yeah. A little milk, a little sugar, brown milk. sugar. Oh. Sprinkle some that. brown sugar and then pour some milk. This is how my dad ate it. Boy, every, that every day delicious. of his life.
1: Yeah. Okay. So so far I'm gonna same page with you. <laughs> okay. Because shredded wheat with brown sugar and milk sounds great. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, yeah. So shredded wheat and then milk, brown mm-hmm. sugar.
0: Brown sugar first, then milk.
1: Oh, of course, to make the slurry. hmm Okay. So then could you Take a banana. Yep. Okay. All right. So we have our banana and it's time to Got put it in the cereal. Okay. So h- let's open the banana how we would open it okay. and see if we're the same on three. Yep. One, two, three.
0: Oh, you absolute fucking lunatic. That is not how you open a banana. Yeah. I, I rip it in half. I cannot believe that you just did that. Well, you're opening it from the wrong way. I open it the way that monkeys do, which is from the non stem end. This is how <laughs> Mark agrees with you. Mark is on my side. I can't remember who taught me that, but it's evidently how monkeys do it in the wild.
1: They don't open it from the part that hangs off the tree. They
0: don't snap it in half either. <laughs> like you just Silverbacks did. do. That kind of, <laughs> that
1: was like an alpha way to
0: open a banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious.
1: I learned it from another gorilla.
0: Oh my God. That is so funny. Also, like, I don't have a dick, but that just made me think of like you snapping a boner. And then that made me think of like that weird injury that dudes can get when you, you can actually get like a penile fracture, right?
1: It happened to Dennis Rodman.
0: Oh my god, really? Yeah,
1: he broke his dick. It's in his biography. Ugh, yeah. Painful, I imagine. Brutal. Have you had that? Dennis Rodman.
0: Have you broken your dick?
1: Uh no, but when I lost my virginity, um, neither of us knew what we were doing and she was on top. Mm-hmm. And it hurt more than it felt good. Oh gosh. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, sorry for that. I just had to, you know, this broken in half banana. So I makes break me it mean. in half
1: and then I use the hinge okay. of the peel. Yeah to go straight down oh
0: my god that is insane this is
1: the way that i really think most people do i or that's not fair that is this how is the way zero I people. <laughs> this is the way I, i'm not even trying to like troll this is 100 percent how i open it and it's because i don't want to touch the banana with my fingers i don't want to get any banana on me so i use the peel almost as a potholder every step of the way And I use it as hinges to get the peel.
0: Well, what happens next? You're going to have to touch the banana when you pull it out of the peel. I
1: I only fuck with the peel. See? And then the second half comes down.
0: Oh, my God, it's zero percent of the population opens bananas like this.
1: And then, OK, so now we're here and now, OK, we have our cereal bowl. I have a bowl here for reference in case you're not sure what it looks like. Yeah, I need and to use I the brought, bowl. I uh, brought a serrated knife, a knife, a fork and a spoon. What are you using to cut the banana slices into the bowl?
0: I would like the knife, please, not the serrated, the regular.
1: You would grab a knife yes, for the banana? like any normal human. No, Mary like Jane. Like any
0: normal human Joel person. Joel I are
1: furious at you.
0: Like any normal human person, man or woman, I choose a knife after I have peeled my banana like a normal human. And then I cut it like this. Just, you know, gently with the slices. I pull it toward my thumb. It's not a sharp knife, so I don't need to worry about cutting myself. Maybe I take a little slice off the knife. Oh yeah.
1: That's how I do it. Let's see you. That's so crazy. What
0: are you talking about? That's that is so the crazy. most normal way to peel and slice a banana that exists. It's so basic.
1: So then I take one more peel. Okay. Down so mm-hmm. that I almost have a cutting board version of the peel underneath. <laughs> okay. And then I take my spoon that I'm using for the cereal. Okay. Sorry, I'm a lefty. Give me one second. Um and then I use the spoon Yep. and I use the peel like a cutting board. That is... And I cut the slices onto the cutting board so that my hands never get messy. I have a perfect cut every single time. And I have a barrier underneath that I'll never go through. So I don't need to get my thumb dirty either. And, uh, and then I go all the way to the tip. And then I use that same spoon that I used to cut the banana because it's a soft fruit to eat my cereal. Wow. You just blew my mind.
0: That's crazy. I've never heard of such a thing. Where did you learn that?
1: I've always done that yeah, since I was you, like a child. So that is the this exact is a family?
0: Way. This is a Glazer family banana no, situation?
1: No, I would never let this out.
0: You're So you're saying your mother and father and brother do not do this with a banana? I would
1: wager that they're knife people. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's the normal way.
1: Don't <laughs> don't you think that's? I think that this is the right way to do it. I, I think, think it's
0: kind of brilliant, to be honest. I love it. I love the cutting board aspect. I do like that you're not going to a second utensil. That Thank you're you. like employing the spoon that you're going to eat the cereal with. So less dishes to do. Yeah. The breaking in half is crazy, though. I don't Uh-oh. think I'm strong enough to break a banana in half.
1: <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird bullshit. It's
0: a weird hill to die on. <laughs> I'm not strong enough to break a banana.
1: Um, um. But uh, wow. that's so. That's so. Okay. Um. Should we do an Instagram story poll? Sure. I don't even know what we'd be asking. What do you use to cut your banana, knife or spoon?
0: Um. Or whose side are
1: you on? That's the one. <laughs> oh, let's do that. Yeah. A Mike vs. Mary Jane banana yeah. cereal.
0: I. I. Fucking I. Great. I would be so interested to see who comes out on top because I feel like people's brains are gonna be their brains are gonna be blown <laughs> by your <laughs> banana techniques. Uh, and that mine is very basic and boring. Except I, I will say the way to open a banana, opening it from the not, the non stem end. Mm-hmm. When I discovered that, it was like also I've learned a weird new technique to double knot my laces, which is so amazing. Oh, well, it's like something that you know. Once you learn it, you're like, why did I ever ever do it any other way?
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I'd like to learn that from you actually, because these shoes come untied. Every, like, thousand you, steps.
0: Real quick. Um, I don't know if I can get my foot into camera. But take basically, off your shoes. Let's see those toes. <laughs> Hell no. Um, uh, When you, well, here, I'll just do it really quickly. So you you do your first rabbit ear.
1: Hold on. Nobody's going to be able to see this. Let's oh. do it on a different ep then.
0: Uh, hang on a second. Okay. You take your first rabbit ear like this, mm-hmm. and then you wrap around, and you're going to do your second ear, and then you just go through twice. Doop whoa and it never comes undone and then when it comes time to untie your shoe you just go like that and it's it undoes in one jupe and it's not an it's not a knot or it's a slip knot i guess you
1: just blew my mind it's cool that's a cool move i just
0: learned it like maybe a year ago wow (laughs) i'm in my 40s people like this is (laughs) this is new developments all the time
1: never stop learning never stop never stop
0: never stop learning never stop growing you won't get old if you keep an open mind man
1: That's awesome. That was very neat to learn. Right? Yeah, because these, okay, I'm going to start doing that. And maybe you can start opening your bananas in the middle.
0: I I will try it. I'll try it once and see See how how it it feels. feels.
1: (laughs) It feels powerful. I'm not going to, it feels (laughs) good. It feels strong. Yeah, like a silverback, backup. And I'll tell you what, I will, I've never opened it from the butt. So I will try it from the butt. Yeah, it's it's fucking cool. Thanks for not jumping on that try it from the butt joke. I kind (laughs) of set it up and I was like, I don't know if she's going to. Take do you want me
0: to make a butt sex joke? No, I, yeah, no, yeah. mm. we're good.
1: You want to talk about burrata? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, great.
0: Yeah, we're we're getting we're getting to the oh, end here. So oh, this, there's our banana video. This is our banana
1: our video? I forgot to swipe. Photo. I just tried to find the grossest looking banana cereal I could. What
0: do you think that is? Porridge, maybe with Por- like Nutella. It just looks like someone pooped in it. Yeah. Oh, it's oatmeal. Oatmeal
1: with, bananas with cream hot fudge, and maybe. Hot Maybe Nutella. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure it tastes delicious, but it looks fucking awful. It looks like you're never gonna poop. Uh, (laughs) Next, okay. Okay. All right, Barada. Barada on pizza. Okay. I am so anti the whole Barada boule on a slice of pizza, and I I never thought I would be, um, I never thought I would say it, but I was watching. And wait, let me preface this with like a shout out to a Parmigiana. Okay. Um uh, I'm gonna blank on his Instagram because he is crushing it. Parmigiani. In Parmigiani. Mm-hmm. He's crushing it in New Jersey. Yeah, with his pizza pop-ups and his slices look incredible. Yes, <laughs> excuse me. If we ever go to the New England states, I'd love to do a fucking collab with him.
0: Absolutely, it's a must.
1: But it will not be a whole burrata on a slice of pizza. What's your
0: fucking major b- beef? It looks
1: so out of proportion. What's your beef with burrata, Mike? I I have a burrata beef. Yeah, what's up with that? It's a proportional burrata beef because I don't it understand. is. Understand? Um, it's too much cheese mm. and not enough top. I like. I like when the cheese is hidden underneath the toppings. What I don't need a whole about underneath thing. Underneath
0: the toppings. The cheese is the topping.
1: Cheese is not a topping on pizza. Cheese oh. Oh my God. <laughs> Controversial. You think cheese is a topping? This
0: is a controversi. What are you talking about? Of course cheese is a topping. Cheese
1: is a layer oh. for to hold the toppings. Cheese is not a topping on wow. pizza. Wow. I think
0: that cheese is a topping and then it goes over all of the we put cheese on last. You put like your meat and your everything, and then you sprinkle cheese over that, and then you bake it all together, and the cheese holds it down. <laughs> your face.
1: I cannot believe that.
0: Well, regardless of where you like your cheese, you if think this cheese, is about the Cheese burrata, is not a
1: topping, though.
0: This is obviously a fucking topping. We're talking about pirata as a topping. That's a cheese, and it's a topping.
1: What are you so mad about? Okay, that is on top. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But as a Because it's a topping. But when you're ordering just a normal pizza, not this fancy, not like a fancy slice, but yeah. if cheese is just a part of the pizza itself, like mm-hmm. a Domino's or a Papa John's, Or Well, Papa John's is okay now because of Shaq. So even Papa John's. Cheese is not a topping on those pizzas.
0: I guess you're right because a lot of those come with like the little, you know, meat coins on top of the cheese. But my favorite kind of pizza is when there is cheese on top of everything else.
1: Would you say that because the cheese is on top of the sauce, it's technically a topping? Or do you really think that the sausage and everything on top is the toppings and the cheese is not considered a topping?
0: I don't, it kind of breaks my brain to think about it. I just think that anything that goes on top of pizza is a topping. Like, even the sauce is a topping. It's like there's the pizza dough, and then everything else is a topping. It's just (laughs) extra.
1: Mark, you're yelling at me this whole episode.
0: <laughs> Screaming through the door. <laughs> Listen, as far as the burrata goes, so I went to, our friend Jordan took me to a place in Union Square when we met for our very first lunch in real life ever. And I can't remember the name of it, but it had an ad a burrata choice on the menu for any pasta and I thought that was so genius because it's like sort of like the new truffle right like it is truffles are super played out nobody really wants to fuck with like adding truffles to anything anymore also I think they're probably like endangered at this point or something I know that the truffle hunt. there's a documentary that I actually want to watch about the truffle hunters and their like whole way of life going out of business because generationally like there are no new truffle hunters coming on board and there are all these like old guys who are dying out
1: wow oh if you want to watch that together i'd love to watch i would love that.
0: to yeah I, I heard great things about it so that said truffles played out maybe burrata is the next new food trend and that's what you're seeing
1: burrata is having an absolute moment right mm-hmm. now burrata is having a moment i just think it's, it's so too good. much
0: really yeah
1: it's just too much and As it's not and it's it's the, it and it's so mild for how much it is
0: as a self-professed I don't mean cream boy, I am having a hard time buying into the fact that you truly don't like burrata.
1: I like burrata. I just, okay, if the if this burrata, instead of a whole boule on top of a slice of pizza, if instead it was th- sliced. But you can't thin, slice
0: burrata. That's the whole thing. It's like a milky splooge.
1: It is a milky splooge. It's a
0: milky splooge. There's no slicing. Yeah. So when you cut into it and the whole thing just kind of blah, 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 you mm-hmm. know, that's the delight. So it has to be the bull.
1: Mm, I you can't do the it. You want the bulls to be smaller? Yeah, maybe, maybe like quarter size bowls mm-hmm. dotted around. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah. It's just it, the proportions and the entire thing. It's just like too much for the mouth, too yeah. much cream.
0: I, f- I mean, <clears throat> listen. I, I appreciate a strong pizza opinion because you and I recently were talking about chicken on pizza, and I was like, that's just ha- like a hard no.
1: I almost choked you to death, and then I thought about it, and I think you are absolutely <laughs> right. I apologize for like almost, t- yeah, taken aback. Mary Jane, why are you wearing sunglasses?
0: <laughs> oh my God, Mike, you can't make <laughs> D V jokes on here. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> As a feminist who makes sandwiches, you take offense to that. Okay.
1: Fair. Yes. <laughs> um, yes.
0: Also, I wouldn't be wearing sunglasses if you had choked me. I'd be wearing a scarf. Just, you know, take some notes if you're going to be beating up women.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> for their at, pizza it's the, for at, it's the mayo for me.
0: It's the mayo okay, for me. Thank so you. Follow y- my sandwich videos. So
1: y- I, I, it's such... A crazy opinion, but chicken I think you're right. Chicken does
0: not belong on pizza in 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 my world. I do not enjoy it. Like when this is like buffalo chicken pizza nonsense, crazy American craziness.
1: It's always dried out.
0: Always dried out. Always never a good time. It's always the breast. It's always dried out. You know, get mm-hmm. the fuck out of here with your chicken on your pizza.
1: Completely agree. And I've always not thought of it. It's always it's always on the menu as a premium ingredient. Yeah, I think it is the most non premium ingredient there is.
0: No, nope. it's bunk. Fuck, Fuck out of here.
1: That's nice to agree on something.
0: So okay, good. That's a good place to probably <laughs> wrap up this episode, right? Yeah. Are we there yet?
1: We are. There was one other thing I was gonna bring up, but it's such a tangent that I'm Let's worried do it would go. you
0: got to. We've been so all over the place for this one. It's such a good time.
1: So for the Gateway show uh in San Diego with uh Billy Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I rode to San Diego with friend of the show, guest on the show, and another person who does a podcast here at Petty Cash Studios. Uh, I was driving there with Carmen Morales. And we left for San Diego really early to go get sandwiches at like one of the number one San Diego spots called Big Front Door. Great sandwiches. Then we started talking about places in L.A. that we would both like to go to. And she told me about this Italian place. Game-changing idea for a sandwich. You ready for the pitch? I'm ready. The pitch is what they can do is you order any full-size sandwich. Let's say it's like an Italian sub. Great. You can also order a mini version of any sandwich okay and get that as a side sandwich a
0: side sandwich so
1: if you wanted to get the italian sub because you love it but you wanted to try the weird balsamic glazed pork with pickled jalapenos but you know you don't want that to be your whole sandwich you can order a side sandwich of any sandwich so that you can taste new things
0: what the fuck
1: fucking brilliant
0: fucking side sandwiches
1: yeah and yeah more times than not to be real I could eat a whole sandwich yes. and I wouldn't mind another half.
0: I definitely could eat a whole sandwich and save another half for like later that day.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So I hope that is a new trend that comes out. The side sandwich.
0: I would love to go and check this place out. What did you say the name of it? Did uh, you...
1: It's uh, I'm not giving it. No, I'm gatekeeping oh. that. OK.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> let's go try it and then we'll talk about it. OK,
0: great. I'm it... so excited to try that. Yeah. Fantastic. My God. I also just, it was so funny, like just going through the comments on the sandwich videos to plug my uh, sandwich at it's the mayo for me on Instagram and TikTok, because I'm, you know, making sandwiches about sexism and misogyny every day. Um, And I had someone just comment with a very unhelpful comment that was basically like a link to why America has a sandwich problem. And I was like, what a weird thing to send me. (laughs) But evidently, you know, sandwiches are part of the American diet and like unhealthy, it takes up an unhealthy proportion of our sort of national diet and it's not good for us and meow, meow, meow. But, um,
1: Hey, why don't you just support the fucking videos? <laughs> the <laughs> why yet fuck you're are you being a bummer? Doing? Yeah. <laughs> it was so
0: funny. I was like, uh, okay. Anyway, thanks for engaging.
1: I make, um, pro misogyny pasta <laughs> videos. <laughs> And I just I wanted it. to share that um, tomato sauce is actually guh, 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 <laughs> missing oh the God. fucking point.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> um, well, look, before we get to Bud a Week, if we're going to plug things, I'd like to plug a couple dates. Absolutely. Um, March 24th, I am doing a big charity show with Chef Michael Simon, John and Vinny, Antonio Lofaso, um, a bunch of comedians. And the whole thing is put on by Chef Simon and a guy named Ricky and it is all proceeds are going to saving food desert, not saving food deserts eradicating food deserts um it's a small thousand seater or a th- uh, hundred seater, and each tickets a thousand dollars it's almost sold out which means a hundred thousand dollars going to uh, eradicating food deserts but if you don't live in la and you don't have a thousand dollars you can go to rake and donate any amount of money Um, it all is because nobody should be only surviving on convenience stores and liquor stores in this fucking country we have a surplus of food and nobody should have should not have access to any of it so that is march 24th march 30th i'm recording my first album it is going to be a banger there is an eventbrite link tickets are free because nobody should pay for this like it's going to be a fucking party so come to see me record my album on march 30th directed by mark uh, it's called Life Rules
0: I'll be there heckling you
1: Yeah, Mary Jane <laughs> is going to insert herself She's going to wear a potato costume and interrupt <laughs>
0: Actually, your- <laughs> did you know? <laughs> Just do my job
1: She's opening bananas behind me the whole time <laughs> 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 um and then uh march 31st i am at jetpack at bar lubich and then something else in april and then we have our 420 show in april
0: heck yes at the ice house in pasadena we'll have a link to share soon and we'll be able to announce our fabulous uh, guest lineup soon as well
1: yeah oh that was, awesome. that's what it was a uh, comedy store on 419 we're ringing in 420 at midnight
0: fantastic
1: yeah um, um i'll get better at doing dates that was too long and not interesting enough it's,
0: who cares we're here for it cool we're thank all you. here for it thank you um time to wrap this baby up and uh, go get some pizza with not burrata or chicken on it so uh buds it, of the week
1: buds of the week my bud of the week this week is a dear dear friend who just had his birthday his 44th birthday Oh, oh, we, we forgot about to... The
0: Last of Us. Damn it. Real quick, if you haven't watched The Last of Us on HBO, it's an incredible season of um fucking heartrending rending uh, beauty, and we fucking loved it. And we were going to talk about that last app.
1: Oh, it was heartbreaking. Uh,
0: I, don't f- I feel like we can't get to it
1: now. We have to. Okay, real We quick. have to because you said you had an Easter egg that I don't know. Okay. So if you don't share an Easter egg, I'm going to be pissed.
0: Real quick, this last episode of The Last of Us was just, its so incredible. I did not play the game, but my understanding is that it was very, very close to the end of the game. Um, And I thought that that was really cool. And they also chose to preserve the exact ending from the game, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, But the scene where they meet the giraffes and um, Joel and Ellie are like upright with a giraffe that's eating leaves from her hands. Everyone thought that was CGI. That was not CGI. That was real. They did that with a giraffe at the Calgary Zoo. Wow. Isn't that neat? Like what a cool moment as a young actor for Bella Ramsey to like meet a giraffe and feed it and just have that moment it was like the most beautiful moment in that freaking episode. And also shout out to the woman who plays um at the very beginning it opens with a pregnant woman who th- delivers the baby that we learn is Ellie. Yes. And it was so intense and so beautifully done. Yes. That actor who played the pregnant woman was Ellie in the original video game.
1: Wait, wow, yeah. really? Yeah. That's so satisfying. So
0: full circle and so neat. So just what a freaking great job with that whole show. And I'm so excited to see season two, which will be too long in the coming. Yeah. Because I don't think they've started filming it yet. But like, goddamn, Pedro Pascal.
1: Woo. Ooh. Um, binge Woo. it. If you haven't binged it, um, uh, hit up Mary Jane. She'll give you her HBO Max password because <laughs> it is so worth a binge.
0: Yeah, it's true. I, I just had a friend ask online the other day. She was like, I've just started it and it just seems too intense for me. Like, is it worth continuing? And everyone just piled on and was like, please do. Like, you won't regret it. It's harrowing and heartbreaking. And yeah. Like I've cried several times, but it is also so worth it. So beautifully done. So congratulations to everyone who fucking worked on it, man. Like all of those actors and the whole team behind it. Like I hope they just are flying so high.
1: Yeah. And fr- um, my friend Matt Apodaca, who's a big gamer, wrote and said, hey, everyone who hasn't played the video game, mm-hmm. just so you know, season two. Doesn't get any better, doesn't Ugh. get any easier, but it gets so good. Yeah. Strap in.
0: I'm stoked. I was just talking to Jordan Morris the other night when we saw him uh, after your the sandwich show that you were on. Yeah. And uh, Jordan was saying he played the game and watched the show. And he was like, it's, 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 yeah, just so satisfying as someone who loved the game. It was just really neat. Unreal. Yeah. Okay. Buds of the week. Jesus Christ, this episode is just all over the place. Here we go.
1: That's my butt of the week. My butt of the week this week. Happy birthday, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Happy 44th birthday. You might know Stephen Kramer Glickman from his podcast that I do with him called The Nighttime Show. You might know him as Gustavo from Big Time Rush. You might know him from touring all over the country with his new album that he just wrote of these beautiful cover songs. He's collabing with Lisa Loeb on it and doing shows here in LA for charity. Him, Lisa Loeb, singing their hits. And I just love him so much.
0: Didn't he perform with CeeLo?
1: Yeah, he just performed with CeeLo, too. They raised tons of money for charity with that show.
0: Freaking amazing. Yeah,
1: they it on a uh, Crazy. Yeah. So um, anyway, he threw a great birthday bash. Rager. Um, Rager. <laughs> His mom at one point, because uh, she knows about you and I's whole thing about love and weed. Uh-huh. And he had a bunch of weed there. And she reached into her bra and pulled <laughs> out a joint. And she kind of like raised her eyebrows at us. And I was like, man, this whole family's fun.
0: That's so fucking fun. Yeah. Happy birthday, Steven. Uh what a freaking amazing party you threw to celebrate your amazing life. It was like all of the coolest most fun people there and you had like sandwiches and weed and drinks and ice cream and yeah, it was the best.
1: It was the best. So that's my bud of the week, Stephen Kramer Glickman.
0: Nice. My bud of the week is our friend Ali Lou, who treated me to the meal of a lifetime that has set me on a whole new hot pot path. Um, this pick I grabbed from her IG. I hope she doesn't mind because it's just a hot pick. But follow her at a loser a l u z e r. She just got wrapped um, to start, uh, being pitched out for, uh, to be a TV writer. She's fucking funny as shit and she makes cool stuff and she is just an excellent all around human being who I love very much. So Ali, she's also, we've got a, an, a couple of apps of the pod with her. You can go back and listen to, um, I think one is called, um, bathtub cheese and Joke math, maybe.
1: Oh, that's right. Because yeah, we all like lay in bathtubs and eat cheese when we're sad. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> that's how you make yourself feel better. <laughs> Not burrata though. For you, I guess.
1: <laughs> like an apple, oh, just yeah. eating a burrata in the bathtub.
0: Great. Put me in a bathtub filled with burrata.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can never take you to Italy. <laughs> Where'd Mary Jingo? Oh, she's in the mozzarella bath again. <laughs>
0: Swimming around. <laughs> um. Thanks, Mike. This has been fun. I always love seeing you Monday afternoons with Mark to do our fun thing.
1: Yeah, this was an awesome, awesome app. Um, again, follow us at Weed and Grub. Follow us on TikTok at Mike and Mary Jane. Check out our YouTube, especially for this whole fucking piece of banana drama we just had. Banana drama. And um, don't forget to check in on our Instagram because we're going to give away some uh, Kingfisher yeah. fusions from Ed.
0: Nice. Um, see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.